What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 111. And before we get too deep into the nitty-gritty of this episode, if you're checking this out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, because we're on the road to 2,000 followers. Let's get these interactions up. And remember, hit that button to become a member of the Bleeding B&G Mafia. I have a lot of giveaways. I have a lot of Washington Commander merch and things that I'm looking to give out throughout the course of this offseason. So go ahead. Tap that membership button, hit that subscribe button first, and without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'm going to give you a timestamp as I do for all of my episodes, guys. Today is Thursday, February the 1st, and it's about 4.30 p.m., and we're about six hours removed from the Washington Commanders making a splash. The Washington Commanders making a a big move. Uh, That's subjective, depending on who you ask. But the Washington Commanders have hired Ron Rivera Jr. (coughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. The Washington Commanders have hired Dan Quinn, the former Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach, and the former Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator to lead the helm and become their new head coach of the Washington football franchise. And the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that report from Adam Schefter at around 1030 this morning is, what the fuck? One word that, you know, I can use to sum up this move is that it's rather uninspiring. It's rather uninspiring. If you just want me to be 100% honest, it's rather uninspiring. And I'm going to spend you know time in this episode telling you why. But my last episode, I came on here. Um, it was after the uh, Adam Peters um, you know press conference and things like that. And I told you, times was changing in Washington. It's a new day in Washington. We're coming back to being one of those pillars of the NFL, one of those staples of the NFL, and one of those organizations that the NFL relies on you know, keep the product moving. Uh, and boy, was I fooling myself. Boy, was I fooling myself. And I know a lot of you guys are going to come on here and be like, Jalen, stop overreacting. Dude, Bleeding BNG, all you do is overreact. I'm tired of the fan police telling me how to fucking fan. That's the one thing that grinds my gears. I'm tired of the fucking fan police telling me how to fucking fan. If you wanted to do this, start your own podcast. I promise you I'll listen. I probably won't. I probably won't. But it's perfectly fine to say that this hiring or this move of Dan Quinn is bullshit. Like, I don't know another way to put it. It's perfectly fine to say that and that you're rather underwhelmed with this move and uninspired with this room, with this move. It's perfectly fine to say that. And let me tell you why. When I was mentioning, you know, with the Adam Peters presser and things like that, as soon as Adam Peters signed his name on that dotted line with Josh Harris in Miami, Media outlets, reporters, Washington Commanders, Twitter, everybody that that claimed to know or thought they knew started to link Adam Peters with, um, you know, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator um, Ben Johnson as the guy to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Well, guess what? Ben Johnson pissed down his fucking leg. He's a fucking simp. I completely understand. And if you guys have been living under a rock, about two days ago, Ben Johnson not only informed the Washington Commanders, but he informed the Seattle Seahawks that he was going to be staying with the Detroit Lions in hope of pursuing, um, you know, a Super Bowl and things like that. What the fucking do? Like I said, Ben Ben Johnson is a fucking simp. I honestly think that the lights got too big for Ben Johnson and he started to piss down his leg like he did in the second half of the NFC Championship last week. I think that, you know, he started to bring it, be brought in for these first initial interviews and things like that. And he realized, whoa, I'm not cut out for this. I'm a fucking bitch. I'm a fucking bitch. I'm not a leader of men. 
I'm an introvert that just wants to draw up plays. And that's the reason why he stayed in Detroit. I honestly believe that. Uh, I know there were a lot of talks about, you know, him having these outlandish, outlandish demands as far as finances and money. I wouldn't put it past him either because he seems like this weird cat. Ben Johnson been giving me straight Josh McDaniel vibes over the last couple of days. And that's not something that I wanted to lead the organization. But this isn't a Ben Johnson episode. This is a Dan Quinn episode. So let's get back to the nitty gritty and the matter at hand. Like I said, when I saw that notification, I was rather uninspired. And let me tell you why. Because not only did we interview Ben Johnson, we interviewed Mike McDonald, Anthony Weaver, Raheem Morris, Aaron Glenn, and Eric Bieniemy. right? We interviewed all of these guys, including Dan Quinn. And not only did you let majority of these guys come in for a second interview, like you did with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn came for a second interview, but you also let him leave as well. So that tells you that you weren't swept off your feet in either of the first two inter interviews. So that lets me know and that tells me that this searching process was flawed in the first place. Yes, I know we can't hold it on Josh Harris. I know we can't hold it on Adam Peters. That Ben Johnson is a fucking weirdo. We, I, I get that. I get that. But what you, you know what you can pin the task pin pin on them or hold them accountable for? Not interviewing Bill Belichick. Not interviewing Mike Vrabel. Not interviewing Brian Greasy. Not interviewing Clint Kubiak. That's what you can hold this group uh, accountable for. Because guess what? When these guys started to, you know, fall by the wayside, when Raheem Morris got a job, when Mike McDon when, when Ben Johnson turned you down, and you want to know how I also know that, you know, the searching process was flawed? Because there was a report just yesterday that while Mike McDonald, the former defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, was on the plane to go ahead and sign that contract with the Seattle Seahawks, we we blowing up his phone like a like an ex bad bitch that miss him. We blowing up his phone like an ex bitch that misses him really bad. So what does that tell you? That tells you that Ben Johnson was your guy. He fell by the wayside, and then you were left to fucking scramble. And that's exactly what this hiring is. That's exactly what this hiring looks like. Like I said, my one word when I saw this hiring was underwhelmed, uninspired. I know that's two words, but that's, that's those are the two adjectives that came to my mind when I, when I saw this hiring. I, nowhere did I say that I was upset. Nowhere did I say that I was mad. Nowhere. Nowhere did I say that. So I'm tired of all these Twitter fans and these fan police telling me how to fan. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Because you want to know some facts? You want to know some facts? Dan Quinn is 24 and 29 without Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator in his head coaching career. We've literally hired the head coach version of Jimmy Garoppolo. Bro is a fucking Kyle Shanahan merchant. Bro is a fucking Kyle Shanahan merchant. But let's go to some other points. Because, um, you know, we have radio hosts such as Craig Hoffman telling me that I need to get my ears checked when I hear a guy like Logan Paulson say, oh, this is a player's coach. This is one of the best coaches that I've ever got to play for. This guy is going to come in and create a culture and everything like that. Well, guess what? I heard these same things almost four, four years ago regarding paddleboat Ron Rivera. Were we not saying these same things about paddleboat Ron, Mr. Craig Hoffman, since I need to get my ears checked? Because I promise you I can pull articles that say those same things in verbatim. 
Now, if you think that it's a lazy take for me to call, you know, Dan Quinn, Ron Rivera 2.0 or whatever, let me let me give you some facts. Let me give you some facts. Prior to coming to Washington, Ron Rivera was 13 games over 500. Dan Quinn is one. Prior to coming to Washington, because I know a lot of you guys are, you know, comparing Ron after his tenure in Washington. That, that's wrong. That's the wrong type of way to look at this. You have to compare the hirings. When we brought Ron Rivera in in January of 2020, and then when we brought Dan Quinn in in February of 2024, this shit is parallel as fuck. And Ron Rivera was an even better winner. And we saw where that got us. And you saw where that got us. So like I said, yes, I do do a fan uh, a, a podcast. I do love this team. I am going into my fifth year as a season ticket holder. But I will not fanboy for a team that doesn't give me a reason to fanboy. I fucking refuse. I won't. Like the rest of y'all over there on Washington Commander Twitter telling me how to fucking fan. Shut the fuck up and get your own podcast. Because I don't understand how I can give you the fact of these head coaching records prior to the, you know, their stints in Washington, and you tell me that I'm being negative. Ain't nothing subjective about that fucking record, bro. That's a fact. That shit is etched in stone. You can look in the NFL almanac, and they'll tell you Cal, uh, and they'll tell you Dan Quinn's record. So how about me pointing that out? Is that me being negative? You know why it's negative? Because that record is fucking negative. Because that shit is poor. That shit is 500 as shit. Mediocre as fuck. Mediocre as shit. But I'm supposed to be fucking waving the pom-poms and wearing a birthday hat for fucking Dan Quinn? Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my face. Now that after you told me that we were going to be bringing in potential offensive whiz kid Ben Johnson, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry for not wanting to retread. And a lot of this doesn't have to just do with solely the entity of Zan Quinn. I didn't want to do a retread. I just read that record off to you. We just got done with mediocrity. Before this year, which was a fucking disaster, Robert Rivera went 8-8-1. Eight, eight you can't get more mid than that. And then he went 7-9 and nine and won a division. And then he went, what, what, 8-9 the year before that? He exemplifies mediocrity. He exemplifies 500. Well, guess what? You just bought, you just bought somebody in that's going to put a little pizzazz on that, on that 500. You're going to sprinkle a little salt on that 500. Well, guess what? That shit's still going to say 500 at the end of the day. Or below. Or below. Or below. And I know a lot of you guys referring back after this hire, referring back to the Adam Peters person where Josh Harris talked about, oh man, you know, it's not, we're not, you know, having specifically looking at an offensive coach or a defensive coach for hire. We're looking for a leader of men. Y'all told me Ron Rivera was a leader of men. And then I sat and proceeded to watch him fold his fucking arms for four straight years. And you weren't lying. You weren't lying when you said Ron Rivera was a leader of men. Because we saw him in Carolina. He galvanized those troops. He galvanized those troops in Carolina. 
Took them all the way to the Super Bowl, even though we know a lot of that had to do with Cam Newton. But then he comes here and gives you a completely different guy. And you don't learn from your experience. You don't learn from your mistakes. You said, okay, let's double down on that shit. Let's double down on the mediocrity. Let's double down on the leader of men. And that's exactly what you did with this hire. I'm sorry that I'm not excited for this hire. I apologize. Because to me, this feels like a hire that you make simply because you need to fill the head culture role because the draft process is coming up with the senior bowl this week, the East-West Stride game this week. So you need some motherfuckers in the building. That's what this hire looks like to me. That you had to get it done. You just had to fill a fucking role. You didn't go with the guy that you necessarily wanted. And I'm sorry for feeling some type of way that we didn't get our first choice. My bad, fan police. And the one thing that I don't want to hear whenever the damn press conference is, because I see a lot of you guys trying to do the spin over here in Washington Commander Land already. Don't tell me that Dan Quinn was your number one preferred candidate from the jump. Please don't tell me that. Don't piss on me and tell me that it's raining. Please don't. Don't do that shit. You interviewed him twice and let him leave out the building in that baggy-ass men's warehouse-ass suit. And you only reached back out to him once fucking Ben Johnson and Mike McDowell left your ass on red. So I'm sorry that I told you that two weeks ago that this was going to be, you know, a, a, a turn of a new leaf. We're going to be one of the premier franchises in the NFL again. That shit is going to take some time. A, a, a shiny new crystal GM hire isn't going to do. Because guess what? Ben Johnson ain't think that. Mike McDaniel ain't think that. Mike McDonald ain't think that. Raheem Morris ain't think that. Like I said, you can't tell me that this search process wasn't flawed when you ultimately don't get your guy and then you come back after you interviewed these guys three or four times so that tells you that they didn't you weren't smitten the first time that tells you they didn't knock the interview out the park the first time or the second time because you let them walk out the fucking building But when a bad bitch that you had your eyes on and Ben Johnson kick your ass to the fucking curve, you come running back like a running back. I know your ex is not a running back, but that nigga came running back. Word to Drake. We came running back to Dan Quinn. Word to Drake. And guess what? He was sitting there waiting for us. He was sitting there definitely waiting like, come on. Come on, guys. I know. I know. You want to know why? Because nobody else is fucking hiring Dan Quinn to be their fucking head coach. Seattle had him in, in the building for years. For years. And passed up on him for a second time. But I'm supposed to believe all these players that talk about, oh, man, I love playing for him. I'm supposed to believe a fucking Chris Chester and Tyler Columbus cosign? Fuck out of here, bruh. Fuck out of here, bruh. Fuck out of here. And guess what? 
If he's such a player's coach, and if players love playing for him, yes, I saw the Michael Parsons tweets. I saw the Dallas Cowboys tweets. If he's such a player coach, how the fuck did he lose the team in 2020 before he went 0-5 and got fucking fired? Because if you ask anybody in Atlanta, help, they'll tell you that he lost the team. That doesn't sound like a player's coach to me. What does that sound like? 2023 Ron Rivera. 2023 Ron Rivera. So I'm sorry for thinking that these guys are one and the same. Craig Hoffman. Washington Commanders Twitter. My apologies for being a fucking realist. I know it ain't a lot of them over here in the community. We've been fanboying for 30 years for an organization that ain't gave us a reason to fucking fanboy. I'm a fan. And like I said on Twitter today, I would love to be the fan. Uh, I would love to be the first to fanboy. Y'all got to give me a reason to fanboy. I'm not wearing these burgundy and gold colored tinted lenses anymore. Yes, we have a new owner. That shit is cute. I need to start seeing the change on the field. And it's February. It's February. We not going to see that. Guess what? Dan Quinn's record as a Washington Commanders coach is 0-0. Zero zero. I can only go off history. And history has shown you that he's a mediocre, mid-ass, 500 head coach. We didn't bring him in to bring the defensive coordinator. So why the fuck y'all keep telling me what he did with Dallas? We didn't bring him in to be the fucking defensive coordinator. He has to oversee the entire team. And you know what happened in Atlanta? Once Matt Ryan became fucking cut and became a shell of himself, that entire operation went downhill. So why the fuck would I not be skeptical as a Washington Commander fan when I don't know who the fuck my quarterback's going to be next year? Why the fuck would I not be skeptical about this hire? Y'all tickle me. Y'all tickle me, the fucking fan police. The fucking fan police. So let me guess, Dan Quinn was your was your guy all the way, right? From day one, Dan Quinn has just been your fucking guy, right? Fuck out of here, bro. Stop lying to yourself. Stop fooling yourselves. Stop fooling yourselves. As I mentioned before, I've already renewed for season tickets. My dumbass. So guess what? I'm going to be there, boots on the ground, at FedEx, in year one of this Dan Quinn operation. So yeah, I'm talking shit now, because guess what? I'm talking of the side of history. Can the future definitely change the perception of the past? Absolutely. We got to get there first. I can only talk about the past. And it's not perception, it's reality. That record is real. I promise you I ain't make it up. I promise you I didn't make it up. Oh, man, this is a guy that brought a whole bunch of turnovers over there with Dallas. You know, yeah, yeah, Trayvon Diggs out there balling, Deron Bland. Yeah, but we didn't bring him in to be, to be the fucking defensive coordinator. He has to worry about the entire 53-man roster. During, during training camp, during Augies, he has to worry about an entire 90-man roster. Now, with the Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera comparisons do uh, seem to fall short just a tad bit, is that, you know, it doesn't seem as if Dan Quinn is going to be having that coach-centric approach. Um, it seems like Adam Peters is the number one football decision maker in the building. Um, so that gives me some, you know, cause for, you know, excitement. 
um, because I am rather underwhelmed, and yeah, I am rather uninspired about this hire. I'm not going to miss my words or parse my words and say that, I, that I'm not. Um, but that is one reason for excitement is that we're not necessarily following that coach-centric model mode anymore. So Dan Quinn isn't over here acting like a CEO, folding his arms, watching practice, and not knowing a lick of what the fuck is going on like Ron Rivera was doing for the last two years. That's the one... That's the one aspect where, you know, the Dan Quinn and the Ron Rivera um, comparisons kind of fall short a little bit else. But every, everywhere else, that shit is apples to apples as fuck. And you delusional as shit if you if you convincing yourself otherwise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And now you see I'm starting to try to look at the, the pros... Uh, of this move, but they're not necessarily outweighing the cons. They're not. But one pro of this move is that you do weaken uh, a divisional opponent in the Dallas Cowboys because I'll be a fool to not acknowledge that that defense did make a hell of a jump once Dan Quinn arrived there in 2021, I believe. Um, I think they've led the league in turnovers um, throughout that three-year span. I think they're top three or four in sacks. Um, so, you know, they are going to miss that, and we'll be a fool to expect the Dallas Cowboys, especially that defense that hit the ground running um, going into the 2024 season. So that might give us, you know, a couple of weeks to have some a grace period or some leeway um, to, you know, get acclimated with our new head coach and get acclimated in this division. Because, as I said, um, they're missing one of the best coaches in their building. Dan Quinn is one of the best coaches in the building. But Mike, McCur Mike McCarthy is a fucking goob. He's a fucking goober. So what is that to say about Dan Quinn? What is that to say about Dan Quinn? Philadelphia's getting older and the Giants are just the Giants. Some dog shit. But they beat us twice. But they beat us twice. Um, but yeah. I'm just rather uninspired. Um, but we're going to call this episode DQ to DC. Dan Quinn to DC. Um, and even though he wasn't my first choice, he's our head coach now. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, but support him and this movement. Um... But I'll be lying if I said I'm not skeptical because I think I'm, I don't know what the contract details look like. I don't think that they've been put out into the public yet. But as of right now, on Thursday, February the 1st, 2024, I will not be surprised if we end up in the same predicament in the next three to four years. Just like we were the four years prior when we thought that change was coming with Ron Rivera. I know the owner's gone. Um, I know we have a new owner. But I can't, like I told you in the episode, I can't completely start fanboying until we start seeing the results on the field change. And it just is what it is at this point. But, you know, clean slate. Dan Quinn is 0-0 zero zero as the Washington Commanders head coach. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's my biggest thing. Uh, just don't sell me the bag of goods that this was your guy all along. Because he clearly wasn't. Um, ben Johnson, fuck you. Mike McDonald, you chose Seattle over us, so uh, fuck you too. Um, I would have loved Anthony Weaver. Uh, he seems like a leader of men. You heard Josh Harris, um, or you've heard mention of Josh Harris talking about how he loves the Baltimore Ravens model. I would have loved for them to pluck somebody from that organization. I know they did get Eugene Shen. But just having a head coach is somebody that can, you know, tangibly hands-on put their hands on the entire operation. 
Um, and to be honest uh, with you, if you guys check me out on social media, I thought that Anthony Weaver was more than likely might have been a candidate even before Ben Johnson took his name out the hat for some of those simple reasons. So I'm kind of disappointed to see that he wasn't the hire. Um, and I think that's where a lot of this frustration comes with Dan Quinn as well. Because uh, I think a guy like Anthony Weaver deserves a shot. But now at this point, we got to see what Dan Quinn does with this coaching staff. Uh, the next massive hire, and it's probably more massive than the head coach hire at this point, especially if you're going to be drafting a quarterback at two, we got to see who the offensive coordinator is. Now, I mentioned some names like Brian Greasy from San Francisco, Clint Kubiak from San Francisco, a couple of young whiz kids that was on that San Francisco 49ers offensive staff while Adam Peters was there. Uh, hopefully, they're taking into consideration because – that's going to be the most important hire, especially if you take a quarterback um, at two because that marriage and how it starts is going to determine how that career for not only that coordinator, but that quarterback and the entire team and organization is going to go as well. Um, I would love to see Al Harris brought in as the defensive coordinator. Uh, I think he's the Dallas Cowboys defensive back coach, former player. I remember him being a fucking dog playing with the Green Bay Packers. Um, so he's somebody that, you know, is a player's coach and can touch um, players and, you know, relate to them on a player level as well. Um, but other than that, um, Dan Quinn is the Washington Commanders head coach. Um, I can't wait to see him at training camp day one because, you know, we're going to be there. Boots on the ground. I'm flaming Dan Quinn's ass first day of training camp. I'm flaming the shit out of him and that soggy ass hat he's going to be wearing backwards. I just got to get it out first day of training camp. And then he'll be my favorite coach moving forward. But until then, man, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Bleeding BNG, man. Uh, if you guys haven't, if you guys aren't following us on social media, be sure to tap in because we be cutting up over there. Go ahead and check our X page. We, we've been running mental gymnastics on everybody in the Washington Commander community over there today. So go ahead and follow us on X at Bleeding BNG, B-L-E-E-D-I-N, BNG. Our Instagram is spelled a tad bit different. That one has two Gs. At Bleeding BNG, B L E E D I N G, B N G. As I mentioned before, if you're checking this out on audio only platforms such as Spotify, such as Google Podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave a rating, leave a review. That's how we finesse these algorithms so that when you're looking up anything Washington Commanders, Bleeding BNG is that number one content hub that comes up in your search engine. Um, like I told you guys before, the offseason is our time to shine. Um, we finally know what we're going to do as far as head coach, so we can finally start looking at some of his schemes um, and see some of these draft prospects that might, you know, end up being potential Washington commanders in 2024. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode, and I'll check in on you guys later.